This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. If you're looking for the voices of strong women with tender hearts who are engaging issues that impact us all, but especially young women, this new series is for you. When COVID started, I paused the podcast and started a monthly membership community for women raising tween and teen girls. Each month we entered into our own stories and our daughter's glory through a relevant topic teen space. I interviewed experts and released them in this private group, and now you get to hear them too. Stay tuned for a lineup of wise thought leaders. I can't wait. Well, women, welcome um, to this conversation with Elizabeth Lang Thompson. So thankful to have you here today, Elizabeth, and to hear more about your experience personally and as a mom to teen girls, um, just what it's like to live with a lot of emotions. So let's start with a little bit about you. You are a mom to four, pastor's wife, uh, writer, speaker. Um, you got a lot on your plate. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I have been really looking forward to talking to you. Um, yeah, you know, life is just very full in in all the good ways. I feel so grateful to be able to say that I'm a mom of four. Um, we went through years ago, we went through a season of infertility. And so I think because of that, I just, it helps me even in the most chaotic, messy, like wild feelings, flying moments to just treasure it and be like, I begged God to let me have this life. You know, (laughs) I wanted this so badly. And, um, our kids are, they actually just started school, uh, yesterday. So we've got a sophomore in high school, my oldest daughter, my son is a freshman in high school. Um, and then, another daughter who's a seventh grader and then a third grader. So we're sort of right in the middle of all this, you know, fun, (laughs) growing, growing up, growing pains, all of it. I'm having the growing pains right along with them. So, (laughs) so yeah, it's fun. (laughs) It's really fun. And you've got some tough years there, like each of the third and seventh and ninth all felt like big years to me and and with my kids. And you're just, you've got them all at the same time. Yes. Nobody tells you, you know, just be prepared in eight years. You're going to be feeling this when your kids are this age, (laughs) you're just thinking about the diapers and the toddler years, but uh, fast forward and there's a lot going on. Right. Yes. It just gets tired for different reasons or you get tired for different reasons. Right. Yeah. Yes, totally. Well, Elizabeth, um, yeah, thanks for being here. And I would love to to talk more about your book, All the Feels for Teens. This is the teen version. You have already written an adult version um, for us women, but this is specifically for teens, so relevant. Um, I was just telling Elizabeth before we hit record, I just had a all the feels moment with my daughter this morning. It just, mm. and it doesn't matter how close we are as mother and daughter. It doesn't matter how mature our kids are. I mean, just 
emotions are a thing, right? And they're especially a thing in teen years. So I'm excited to learn from you today. <laughs> oh, well, likewise, I have a lot. I've been learning from your podcast. So. Well, uh, let's, let's dive in. Um, sure. Because I, I think what I love about what I really want to hear most about your perspective is God's view of our emotions and how I think um, when they're big and strong and there's a lot of them, they can feel like they must be wrong. There, there must be something not right about all of that. And whether that's for us personally or our daughters personally, or for us watching it unfold, we think this is something we have to get through and get past. And so you write about like, no, actually, um, no. And so I'd love for you to start there. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I think before I go very far into this, something everyone needs to know about me is I am a very big feeler. Um, and I have been since I came out of the womb. I, I tell a story in this book about when I was three, I once cried so hard. I got my dad out of a speeding ticket because I was wailing in the back seat, and the police officer was so overwhelmed by my big feelings, which had nothing to do with my dad being pulled over. It was about a movie that I thought was sad. <laughs> So, I mean, big feelings have, have really dominated my life for my entire life. And I think, especially as a girl growing up, wanting to know God, wanting to love God, wanting to figure out what does it mean for me to become a Christian and stay a Christian and serve God? Like I always kind of felt like ashamed of this part of myself. Like this is a weakness. This is a part that God wouldn't approve of because it's a little bit unruly. It can be messy sometimes. Um, and it just doesn't always fit neatly into boxes the way we want it to. And, you know, Christian terms and, and honestly, it wasn't until a few years ago, I was reading Psalm 139 for the million, million billionth time where it talks about that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and you made my inmost parts. And it occurred to me, you know, God made our emotion, the emotional part of us. He carefully designed us, whether you're a big feeler like I am or a more reluctant feeler. And you kind of are like, I'd prefer to operate in the realm of logic and reason. Thank you very much. However you are designed, God made you and it's beautiful. And, and I started really hunting for feelings in the Bible mm. and realized like the Bible is the most emotional book. Like there are big wild feelings on almost every page, except maybe, you know, some of the like lists and number pages, <laughs> those are different. the reluctant feelers like those, the orderly, <laughs> but I realized, man, God himself is passionate he feels all of the righteous feelings that we feel. He modeled them for us. And, and the Psalms, they are, they are just an invitation to experience life emotionally and to do so with God, to bring those feelings to God. So really that's where this book came from is I wish someone had told me in my messy, angsty, all over the place teen years that, you know what, I know you're figuring out a lot and some of this is hard and it's not always fun and it is very confusing, but there is a beauty 
to your compassion, your empathy. There's so many emotional strengths you have that over time, God and his word are going to help you really thrive in this. So that's something I hope teen girls can really get from this book. Elizabeth, can you walk us through like just an example of that process for a girl who, you know, I love how some of your chapters start off with the classic up and down in our, like in our head space where we go in a, in like a 90 second span <laughs> of just like that, which is just felt so relatable. So a girl ex- is experiencing that kind of wave and cycle through just all of the various emotions and then wants to ground herself, remind herself of who she is, who God says she is, or what, what the Bible has to say about a particular emotion she's feeling. Walk us through kind of an example of that process. Oh, goodness. I mean, I think we all, we all have had those moments where it's like, you're feeling all the feels all at once, you know, you're upset and you almost don't even know why you're upset. And you start trying to name all the things. And suddenly you think of 15 more. (laughs) And so one of the things that I try to offer in, in the book is just some real, like, step-by-step strategies of how can you untangle that knot when you've got a million feelings all tangled up like a yarn ball or a rubber band ball, you know, just all wound up and you're not sure. Well, I think I'm insecure. I'm mad at my mom. I feel guilty because I'm mad at my mom because I need my mom and I love my mom. And I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with school and I feel behind. And I think, you know, you just all of that, like, I think we can, one of the big things I try to start with is like writing down, you know, try to identify, Hey, what are the different threads in this yarn ball or whatever that you've got going on? Cause a lot of times for me, what I'll find is I'm actually not worried about the 18 different things. It's really one thing, 18 different ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've had an argument with my mom and it sort of triggered all this other stuff, but really it boils down to, I need to resolve something with my mom (laughs) or in my case now with my daughters. So kind of writing it down as a first step. And then I'm a big fan of sort of interviewing your feelings. Like, well, why do you feel that? What else made you feel that way? And, And kind of forcing my feelings to prove whether or not they're valid, like whether or not they actually represent a fact or simply a feeling. Cause sometimes my feelings don't tell me the truth. All of us, our feelings say things like, well, you're fat. Well, no, or, you know, you're, you're, you're dumb. Well, no, that's, that's a feeling. That's not a fact. Um, so sort of interviewing our feelings, asking them questions. And then my favorite is learning to, align my feelings with scripture and saying, okay, well, if I feel this, what Bible verse can back that up? You know, if I feel insecure about a certain thing in my life, well, what does the Bible say? Who does the Bible say that I am? Who does God say I am as a daughter of God? And, you know, when we stand our feelings up next to scriptures, a lot of times it can help us sort of settle into what's the truth what are the facts? What do I need to own? And it kind of calms us down. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about finding your lifeline scriptures that help mm-hmm. you sort through whether it's anxiety, insecurity, fear, guilt, 
all those different feelings, finding those lifelines that bring you back to the truths of God instead of just being jerked around by your emotions. Mm-hmm. I love that picture because it's sometimes that's how we feel is that we are drowning. And when one thing turns into or spirals 18 different ways, and it just feels like we're going to lose ourselves to grab on to that one. I just picture the rope, you know, that, that we would grab onto to remind us. I like that picture. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, just with, with friends, with, uh, I, I mean, that's, we've been talking about that recently in my community because it's beginning of school year and that's, causes, right? So many of the emotional roller coasters that our kids go on. How do we help our teen girls find emotional health and regulate their emotions amongst peers (laughs) who are maybe not very healthy emotionally or are the cause of so much of the emotional roller coaster? Like, do you have wisdom to speak into that? (laughs) Well, first of all, I have a lot of empathy because I'm right there with you going through that with my, my girls. I mean, I think that's probably 80% of what we spend our days talking about is how are your friendships going? How are you feeling in your friendships? Where are you insecure? What's going well? What's not going well? What happened today? And it's such a roller coaster because one day they come home, they're flying high. So-and-so was nice to them. The next day it all went to, you know, <laughs> went to pot, you know, whatever the phrase is I'm looking for, but you know, it just all, it's all blew apart and, and they're not even sure how. Um, one of the things that we talk a lot about in our house is just, where does your security come from? Um, where does your real confidence come from getting your sense of identity from who God says you are rather than from that ever fluctuating, you know, opinion scale of your friends. But, but I have to say this, I think one of the things that I always have to guard against is even though like I have that perspective and I know, Hey, what God thinks of you matters way more than what your friends think of you. That's not how it feels when you're 13 years old. It feels like the only thing in the world that matters is this girl who sits next to me in science class and, and how she looked weird at me. You know? And so I do think it's so important for us as moms, before we start fixing, before we start advising and preaching and bringing out our Bible verses, which we need to bring out the Bible verse, but first let's validate. First, let's say that is so hard and I bet that hurt Mm -hmm. a lot. And I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, I have found that when with my girls, that goes a long way towards helping them be able to hear me later. And they might not be able to hear me right away. Like they might not even be ready to hear about a plan or a Bible verse. They just need to vent like I do. I mean, I need to vent sometimes. I don't want you to fix me. I want to be mad right now. So that validating before advising is really helpful. Telling my, our own embarrassing, heartbreaking stories, mm-hmm. not when they're in the middle of their crisis, like taking away the attention, but saying, Hey, I have been humiliated too. I've been hurt too. Helps them feel, I think, less weird, less alone. All those things go a long way, <laughs> I think towards, mm-hmm. you know, helping them work through it and grow through it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that there's, there's often a, a theme emotion that like 
some would ex- tend to experience this particular like anger more often than not. And someone else would more typically experience um, fear, like, like kind of our go-to natural yeah. themed emotion and helping to identify that is, is could be good too. Yes. I love that. I love calling it like a theme emotion. Um, I know for me growing up, it was, it was insecurity and guilt. Those were sort of my go-to negative feelings, I guess you could say that, um, even like if my brain was at rest and I didn't fill it with something positive, it would sort of naturally drift into insecure Mm. thoughts or guilty, negative thoughts with God. And, and I watching my kids, they each have their own particular Hmm. set of struggles that go along with their personality and sort of are the, they have these great strengths, but then with that strength, there's that, you know, opposite that shadow side that, that haunts them. And so I do think one of the things that we can do as moms is once we kind of help our kids become self-aware, like, Hey, I think fear is really a theme for you. Would you agree? Like, seems like anxiety keeps popping up. Would you agree? Then we can really, I think that helps empower them because they've got a name for it. They know what to call it when it pops up again, like, Oh, anxiety is really dogging me again today. Mm. And that can empower them to really focus. Hey, this is where I want to pray. This is where I want to direct my prayer energy. This is where I want to really dig into the Bible. Let me find my lifelines that when I'm anxious, I know this verse always helps reset my thinking. This verse always teaches me to point back to God. That's where we can really help them. So they feel less victimized by those feelings and more in charge. Like, Hey, when that feeling comes, I can take the wheel. I don't have to let it drive me wherever it wants to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And then, and using the lifeline verse even right to help with that themed emotion, pairing those two. Mm, Yeah. That's good. (laughs) I get a lot of questions, Elizabeth, about social media and phone use and and all of that. And just the balance of wanting to protect our daughters um, from this kind of negative emotional onslaught that often is paired with high social media use, right? Like these two go so hand in hand. Um, But then the desire too, to help our girls stay connected to their generation, to their peers, to their communities, through those things too. In in the realm of emotional health, Mm -hmm. what are some of the conversations that we can be having with our girls about staying emotionally healthy in light of the realities of their day, which includes social media? Yeah, man, I just feel like this is the biggest parenting challenge for us right now, especially because (laughs) there's no like proven wisdom on this yet. It we're, we're all making it up as we go along. (laughs) I can't call my mom or my grandma or my heroes in the faith and be like, Hey, what did you do when I was on Instagram? They're like, Oh, what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So we're all kind of making it up and learning, you know, sometimes by mistakes and kind of having to backtrack a little bit. It's such a challenge. Um, One of the things that is important, I know for me and, and my girls in particular is we just talk about like how 
how is social media affecting you? Like, how is it making you feel? Is it giving you the life? Is your involvement on this particular platform giving you more of the feelings and the relationships and the life that you yourself want? Or is it hurting your own goals and your own happiness? Like, I think if we can frame it in that way, like, cause obviously we, as moms, we have strong opinions and we're like, I see that, you know, her involvement on this platform is really affecting her body image. And I see a lot of negativity there, but if we can help our girls to recognize like, wow, when I'm on this, I'm depressed for 30 minutes after I'm feeling negative about myself if we can help them identify and say, oh, maybe I need to make a shift. I think then it becomes this more cooperative, like collaborative. I want to help you have the life you want mm-hmm. kind of conversation. And, and the truth is that's a conversation they're going to need to have with themselves their whole lives, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> as an adult, I have to do that. Sometimes I'm like, I don't like the way this is making me feel right now. What can I change? What can I do differently? And I think that empowers them to sort of self-assess and redirect and make some decisions and choices and changes that they're going to need to adjust their whole lives as new platforms come into their lives when we're not, you know, right there holding their hands and, and things change or a platform that used to be great suddenly takes a negative turn. So I think it comes down to a lot of teaching them how to think and pray with a real, you know, godly perspective and a, Hey, what, what gives me my best, most joyful life perspective? Right. Right. It's, it's building that emotional intelligence. Yeah. Helping them, helping them navigate and make decisions for themselves while they're still in our home and we can still kind of guide and, and be there when they fail, but letting them do that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Giving them some of that experience while we're here to say, Hey, wow what's wrong? What, mm-hmm. what triggered this? What didn't go well? How can we, how can yeah. we reconsider this? That's yeah. Important. yeah. My 15 year old just shocked me. We had to go in for a sports physical and she said to the nurse when it was, you know, the first thing they do stand on the scale. She said, she turned and stood on it backwards and said to the nurse, don't say my weight out loud. I know I'm a healthy weight. And I know it will mess with my mind to hear the number. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) And she said that. And I just thought, wow, like she's grown enough to know like how to navigate the emotions that she feels around body image and take control of what she can. It was just amazing. That is awesome. I love that. (laughs) She needs, let's let every girl hear that and feel that. It's been, it's been such a journey and it's been so many tears and so many like miserable shopping experiences, you know, like it's been a long process and it's been what you said, like a lot of missteps, a lot of, Oh, let's, let's do this. A lot of conversation about how does that make you feel and how do you adjust accordingly? You know, like it's, it's taken years. So I just share that to, to share. I've seen, I saw a glimmer of what that looks like when they're empowered to, to care for themselves. Mm. Um, but it's taken work. It's taken so much work, so many, so much emotion on my part for that. And that's just one little thing, right? And there's yeah. all the other things that cause them the up and down emotions. <laughs> 
Wow. Oh, yes. It's just one of the many, many journeys you're on with her right. <laughs> and with each of our kids. Oh. Oh. So I guess that's, that leads into maybe my next question is we talk a lot about in my community, the ways that, that mom, that as us as mom, like our story is at play with our daughters, how like we just kind of oftentimes our own younger girl self is right there in the room. And, and it tends to mirror the age that that the daughter, the kid who we're interacting with is. So your sophomore in high school, your sophomore self is there, your seventh grader, your seventh grader self could be there. Like, how do we stay present to ourselves and tending to those young places in ourselves that, that have not been tended to as we then parent our actual real life 15 year old. Have you thought about that? Do you have some thoughts to offer us around that? Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. I lately this summer, I've done a lot of talking with my girls, just like telling stories. And I feel like I've had all these flashbacks of things like, Oh, I forgot that happened. That was terrible. Or that was great. Or it's just like, you're, you're, you're telling a story and you're just right back in that full feeling. And you're like, Oh man, I didn't register how rough that was at that time in my life. I just got through it. Again, I think that's where the Bible is and God's God's invitation to all of us to bring our emotions to him um, in the Psalms. We see it there. It's true no matter how old we are. And we can bring all of that to God. And, and I have certainly found for myself that I've had to kind of go back and pray over some things that happened a long time ago. And that I've kind of realized, whoa, okay, God, I've got some unresolved stuff back there. And, and I think it makes me maybe parent from fear because I'm so want to protect my girls from feeling that and going through that. And so praying through that so that I can kind of set my, some of my old ghosts to rest, (laughs) but also own some of the joys and, and Hey, how can I help nurture that? in their lives, more of that, more of that good stuff that was there. Um, so I think that invitation from God to bring him the good, the bad, and the ugly from our hearts, our pasts, whatever Mm -hmm. it's open to all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's true. Elizabeth, as we kind of wrap up, what, what's your heart? Like, what's the message that you want? Um, teen girls and us as adult women to really hear and internalize. Mm. I just think the biggest thing is that God is the safe place for your emotions that he made them and he made you who you are. He thinks you are beautiful inside and the, you know, the things that you don't always know what to do with in your heart. God has, God does. He Mm -hmm. knows why you're so soft hearted and you maybe struggle to, to separate your own feelings from someone else's. That empathy is a powerful tool in the hands of God to comfort other people. Or maybe your, your, um, your devotion to justice and your passion for justice and truth and fairness in the hands of God, what great things he can do through that passion inside of you. God, he designed you. He is the safe place. You can bring it all to him. You can grow through it. (laughs) If there are messy parts of it that you need help with, God can help you grow through it to the other side of it. 
Um, but he has great plans and purposes for the person that he made you to be. And I think the more we step into that with confidence and feeling his delight in us, the, the better he's able to use us and the more fulfilled we are as whether we're the teen or the mom, uh, whatever age or stage we are, God, God has that in store for us, that fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, sharing your wisdom and experience with us. And thanks for writing this, all the feels for teens. Thanks for joining us today, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun talking to you. Mm -hmm. You too. Thanks for listening today. If you're curious about something you heard, check the show notes for links to learn more. And perhaps you'd like to check out one of the Fierce and Lovely mini courses for a deep dive into a particular parenting topic. That link is in the notes too. Fierce and Lovely is a proud partner of the Restore Universe, where like-minded practitioners and programs are all infused with the Restory approach. Curious? Check us out at RestoryUniverse.com.